You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring WarChant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, Headliner Questions as we roll on. I'm Jeff, there's Corey, there's Ira, yay, Birch Orthodontics as well as uh, my oldest son's braces are off. Good to go. He's happy moving on. My youngest son moves into braces, I think, next week, week after, whatever it is. So the hits just keep on coming. Um, It's a a circle of braces life. Yeah, braces life. Dr. Birch uh, pulled me aside, said she did not appreciate my conspiracy theories regarding retainers. (laughs) And she wanted me to, uh, for the benefit of my son, um, you know, strike that from the record and tell him the importance of wearing those. I said, you're the doctor, you tell him, I'll tell him to do what the doctor tells him to do. Uh, and, and I won't bring it up anymore that it's completely unnecessary to wear retainers for the rest of your life. It sounds absurd because it is absurd, but you know, at least in the hey. first couple of years, you've got to wear your retainer. The, uh, we got to see Bryce at the, uh, the golf tournament, which was awesome. So I got to see the, the, the smile without the braces. See the smile. Yeah. It's feeling, good. Feeling- Feeling good, feeling confident about himself. It's awesome. He looks good. And I'm sure Clark's going to be there soon, a couple of years with Dr. Birch, uh, and uh, she'll definitely do the trick. Birchorthodontics.com is their website. You can set up free consultations. We actually, uh, when we were having dinner or the banquet after the golf tournament, we were talking to a friend of, and uh, they were, he was, he was like, all right, guys, for real, my kids needs braces. Yes, go is see her. Really yes. good? We're all like, everybody at the table is yelling at him. Yes, even Stephanie, because her kids have gone there too. So That's true. Go to Birch Orthodontics. If you see Bryce as an 18-year-old, his freshman year of college, and you you go visit him at Princeton or wherever he's going, and you see that he's wearing a retainer, are you going to slap it out of his mouth? They're not going to be wearing it. He's not going to be wearing it all the time. It's, you don't know. Some people get addicted to it, Ira. That's how it starts. <laughs> Just saying. Mark writes, let's go, Corey. I'm sorry we didn't get to go head-to-head on the putting green at Jeff's event. Sounds like you were making bombs. Ira, who played better, you or Aslan? I mean, I mean, Aslan was golfing. I was swinging a stick, trying to hit some balls. Every everyone. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's no comparison. Aslan and uh, our buddy Keith Cottrell were uh, were killing it, and Stephanie. Uh, I was there for the comedic uh, support. All right, so let's get to some of these questions. Thanks, now. Mark. Yeah, thank um, you, Mark. You're the best, buddy. Mark from Naples. He's an attorney. I mean, his I kid's a great golfer. 
you know, I want to I want to bring this up, Corey, because you've gotten into this habit now. I'm not real certain that all of the people who say nice things on the thread and ask questions want you outing their career choices, their Ooh. family size, when they travel, where they come from, hey, where they live, whatever. what restaurants and bars they like to frequent, how many times they come to a game and where they sit. I mean, <laughs> that's the risk. Just, that's the risk you run. That's I mean, the risk you run of befriending gracious. me. I mean, if I'm listening to this show as a fan, and why wouldn't I be? If I come by and see Corey at Corner Pocket, where I know he's going to be, mm. and I swing in there and I order a beer and I say, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. Thanks so much for your work. I really appreciate it. And then he says, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? I'm like, oh, hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm Steve and I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> you don't tell I'm me. not telling you a damn thing about Who's my that life. woman you're coming with? coming out on headlines. I promise you. Yeah. Who's this woman you're with? Yeah. 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 <laughs> have you been divorced before, Steve? Yeah. yeah. How what long have you been that? married? Yeah. Yeah. You got a couple of kids. Do they still talk to you? Uh, all right, here we go. Let's. Uh... <laughs> so, some people may not realize Corey. What, the beauty of Corey is how he's unfiltered. That doesn't turn off and on whether or not he's on the air, off the air. Corey is Corey. He's going to be unfiltered twenty four seven. That's right, baby. That's right. Well, it, it's it's not just unfiltered. It's that because he's an open book, you have to be too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Miles writes. Fellas, my brother Stevens and I refer to ourselves as the chastity belts, protectors of the meat. Suppose that FSU baseball fans must be furious over the 4-0 weekend the Knowles put on their feeble foes. My question is, what will it take for people to get behind meat? Do they not realize that baseball recruiting is a three- to five-year process? They also had a COVID year just like Norvell. You know, it's an interesting question. Uh, I think the vocal group that is not behind meat will never be behind meat. I don't well, know. Unless win a he wins Omaha. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's well. That's literally uh, what it's going to take, right? Because I you know, think there are a lot correct. of people that didn't like his dad there for the last 20 years of his career because he didn't win it out there. That's the only thing that will change the narrative uh, on that family and a hire, if it was a good one or not, is a, is a national championship. I did just – James B. put in the chat that, Corey, it's okay. My life is an open book as well. Because I forgot about the fact that you brought up his dad. And what yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. Never, man. I, just, yeah. I, like to share, I like to share tidbits. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, man, it's the same thing with Leonard Hamilton. People make, people make the decision at some point in time that this guy is a good coach or not a good coach. They've, some people have done it with me. And they'll maybe be a little quieter if they go on a run. But as soon as they lose, whether it's in the a super or regional or in Omaha, then it's going to be coming back out and saying, see, I was right. So right. you have to, yes, win a national title. That's about, it. I mean, for those people, I think most, you know, there most people are wait and see. And then there's the two fringes. Some people who think he's a slam dunk hire, he's going to do great. Some people who think it's never going to work. But let's not act like that the, the two and not two and seven didn't happen either before the four and a week. Sure. Like they're, they're, he has not, this has not been a great baseball team by any measure, even with that great starting pitching. Two guys that'll probably be drafted in the top two rounds. Um, they still haven't been great. That was a, it was a really good week. One of the best weeks, maybe the best week of his career so far here. Um, but it was, um, there's still some, there's still some question marks about this team. Not everything was solved in a week. And I don't, you know, two weeks ago, we were killing the team. I don't want to sit here now and act like everything's all right after. Like, we no, can't be sure. that reactionary. There's still some stuff that has to be proven to the three of us. The base, the, the problem is, too, the sport of baseball doesn't lend itself to be all in or all out in any given moment. You know, I mean, you have to, 
it, it requires that's why they play 162 games in major league baseball i mean they're the best teams in that league will go on five to seven game losing streaks oftentimes yeah. to teams that have no business beating them this this the sport is that way um you you could and they weren't doing this during their losing streak Corey. but I mean, you could have a week where you square a bunch of balls up and they're right at people in the biggest moments of the game, and another guy hits two bloop singles with runners at second and third and two outs, and you lose four to three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's a that, weird sport. Right, but that wasn't happening in the in there. I'm saying, know, I'm saying though that you know as well as I do right. that that the ebbs and flows of baseball it does not serve you well as a fan to make grandiose statements about what a team is or is not thirty games in, twenty games in, or after a good week or a bad week. Sure. It's just that, again, they lead the ACC in strikeouts and they're second to last in runs scored. Those, those are odd things when you have an offensive coach. No, they're that's not, frustrating, and it's yeah. fair to point out, and it's something to keep your eyes on closely. Sure, yeah, that's all we're saying. Say, you know, one of the things from a tangible – things you can actually point to is, you know, he did say that he felt like they were overanalyzing everything around the time they went on that road trip and they got – or they did they get swept or they won – they won on Saturday. Uh, yeah. They won one of the three. And – uh and, uh, you know, he said that the guys were – you could just tell how they were just overanalyzing everything. They were just trying to basically be too perfect at the at the plate, and then they relaxed. And, and he thought that they were going to turn out of that, and sure enough, they have. So if they can continue that, there's no – they have talent, and it's not like he can't teach players how to hit. It's just I think they all got domed up at the same time. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, good question, nonetheless, uh, Miles. Nathaniel writes, Jimbo's agent that finagled his current $75 million contract can't possibly have been the same person who negotiated with the devil whatever rotten deal he clearly signed while still at FSU. Fellas, this string of events isn't normal. Also, Ira, are you actually going to solicit Twitter questions? That feels like Pandora's box. Well, oh, I, I did not. I did not solicit Twitter questions. Yeah, that weird. Weird, Ira, the guy that always wants to go to Twitter. I, oh, I feel, ooh, what's, wait, hey, have you done the Twitter questions yet, Jeff? Where are the Twitter I, questions? I, I oh, feel like I feel like me. More. Feel like me putting the call out for Twitter questions would have been like bathing myself in like marshmallow cream and rolling around in ants. Like there, there was no way I was gonna. What subject- a visual that is. Well, you know, it's something to think about later, Corey, for you. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, Ira, it would have been the ultimate flex if you had just said, any Twitter questions, fellas? We're going to be doing headlines tomorrow. And just like nope. blindly gone in there. Like, what's the, what's the problem? We'll get back to it next week. We're relying on Corey's uh, Facebook friends. And on the, I also uh, believe. They're your Facebook friends this week, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I also I also believe that if we were to venture down the road of Twitter, there aren't a lot of questions, just a lot of accusations and observations. Mm, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. probably topic. yeah, probably a lot of observations. More than a lot anything. of observations, a lot of accusations, yeah. any number of conspiracy theories there. Uh, gentlemen, I'm not sure the important news has already been asked. So I wanted to revisit how Norvell compares to other coaches. The real comparison is Arkansas. Arkansas and FSU both had three coaches in four years. Their previous coach had a worse record than Taggart and worse recruiting class by about 10 spots each of those years. Pittman and Norvell both had losing records in their COVID year. Then Arkansas won nine games last year and goes 500 in the SEC West. If it could be done there, why can't it be done here with Norvell? Are we sure he's the guy? Also, Corey, I took my daughter to Daytona for the cheerleading championship last weekend. Spoiler alert, Navarro wins. Oh, what? why did you read that? That's crazy. I didn't want to know that. I'm actually looking forward to that. That's no, that's ridiculous. I, I don't. I wish you hadn't have done that. Who who wrote that? Are you gonna uh, like come after him? 
Well, I just I don't I want them to feel my share their life story and that. Yeah, I I mean, that was awful. That's that's Navarro the team we want to win or no? Well, no, not necessarily. But there's the two Juco teams in Texas they cover that are close to each other. And it's drama. Who's going to win each year? And it goes down to the wire and they all go to Daytona. and You don't know. And now there's no point in even watching it because I know who wins. There never was. There never was. <laughs> That's true. It's a great show. It's a great show, guys. There never was. John Summerfield wrote that to hey, you. Hey, John, come on, you know man. Anything, you know anything about his life that you'd like to share with the people? He's uh, mean. I know that. He's mean. He doesn't He doesn't uh, think of other people. I can tell you that much. Should we tackle the Norvell question The and what's fair and, and, and all that kind of stuff? I, yeah, you know, and by I, the way, he asked that question uh, in, a, in a proper way, uh, acknowledging apples to apples to some extent. A lot of people like to just blanket say these things when those aren't scenarios that are similar. That is a similar scenario. And there's a real easy way to answer this. You can say that what Coach Pittman has done at Arkansas is remarkable and that he's done an amazing job and that kids have bought in and he's turned them around pretty quickly to a place that we haven't seen Arkansas play at in quite some time. Kudos to Coach Pittman. It is possible and he's done a good job. We'll see if it's sustained. I have my doubts, but good for him. I also like the guy. Sam's a funny guy. Uh, for Norvell, it'll be interesting, right? Because he didn't have the same success. Oh, boy. You take over, Ira. He didn't have – I think he was going to say success. Oh, he's coming back. He's fa- coming back in. He's, I feel like we're communicating on Star Trek. Like he's coming in, <laughs> coming in and coming out. There he, he is. Right. There you go. Now You're good now. You're good right. now. Because Norvell didn't exactly have the same success as Pittman did at Arkansas in the same amount of time in a similar scenario, doesn't mean he isn't the guy. Also doesn't mean he is the guy. We'll see. So, um, you know, those things can be simultaneously true. Yeah, I think the – and I I may have a – you may hear my doorbell here in a second. We've got a plumber coming to the house. So Did you guys hear my doorbell go off uh, 10 minutes ago? Okay. Well, then we probably won't hear yours either. All right. right. Sounds good. Um, But, yeah, no, he – I think when you look at – yeah, you're. This might be a more fair comparison than other ones. My point is, none of them are the same. You know, every situation is very different depending on, uh, you know, not just the culture, but uh, who those coaches were that you followed. Uh, not following two straight coaches. And again, I think back to when I was in college and Steve Spurrier took over at Florida in 1990. That program had not done anything, and he came in and they had success right away. But I've heard him talk about it since, and I was there at the time. And he said there were no problems in the locker room. There were no problems with uh, the players. All wanted to. Do, they had good leaders on that team. They, they were. They just needed a head coach who. And then he brought in a new offense that they, you know, the SEC had never seen before, and it just kind of lit fire. But he could have walked into a tougher situation, and it might not have happened as quickly. So that's that's my whole point with all this is you really can't compare every situation uh, to another. But evaluating Norvell, I mean, I think it's we're evaluate. I think we're we've all been honest with him. He's done some really good things from an organizational standpoint. I think he's done a good job. I think from an evaluation standpoint, I think they brought in better players. I think he's handled a lot of the minefields with the culture on the program. I think he's handled pretty well. He's gotten a lot of the kids out that you probably needed to get out. Uh, he's gotten some good kids in, but he hasn't nailed it. He hasn't nailed all those decisions. He hasn't uh, brought in high enough quality players quick enough to win at a high level. They are still five and seven, but we see a lot of things we like. It's just, you know, but it hasn't been a slam dunk. Nobody, nobody can tell you right now that it's been an A plus, but I think it's, he's been a B so far and we'll see if he determines, you know, plays himself into an A. Should have kept Kendall Bryles. Maybe he'd have won nine games. That's all I'm saying. You think Kendall's the answer over there? 
I mean, I think he's a big part of it. I mean, the Arkansas forever couldn't score points. No matter who, what they did, who their coach was, they always had trouble scoring points, and that guy puts up points. He doesn't against Georgia, but nobody does. But against average SEC teams, he puts up points. Uh, really quickly, I, I, I think that the, the meat and potatoes of this evaluation, the, the big moments are, are happening right now. Uh, there, there's no more fallback. This has to be a good year. And it has to be followed by another really good year. Yeah. And if it's not, he'll be in real trouble, period. I just think it's that simple. And I think he knows that. I, I, I think he knows that's realistic. You know, people always want to say, is a guy starting out the season on the hot seat? Well, I don't think he's on the hot seat because, again, they're not going to fire him after this year, in my opinion, because of financial reasons. Now, if he were to go 2-10, and 10, maybe they would. But I, I, it seems doubtful, right? Plus, also, because there are, things, there are a lot of good things. Yes, right. So it's not Correct. just about that. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't think that he's on the hot seat. But I have said repeatedly, and I believe this to be true, he had better have a good season this year, or in essence, he's a dead man walking. And I'll repeat that. If you don't have a good year this year, as in eight and four or better in all likelihood, you're probably a dead man walking. And it doesn't mean that they'll fire him after that season. It just means that he's on the cusp, on the verge of, and likely going to be fired before he gets it turned around if he can't have a good season this year. So it's vitally important that whatever they're going to get in this transfer portal, they get to the getting, and it's enough to help them overcome the deficiencies that we know they have. I think that includes an offensive lineman. I think it includes a wide receiver. We'll see what else they're able to bring in. Like you said, we're not real sure of the numbers, but it's going to be important because I think they have to plug a few holes here. I, yeah, I would put it at seven and five. I think to me, I think if you're seven and five, I'm not saying anybody would be happy with it, but I don't think it would be such a abhorrent season. Because again, you, four of those losses, three or four of those losses would be against teams that are ostensibly better places as programs right now than you are. I don't think those are unforgivable sins. Um, so I think if you win seven, go seven and five, I think people and you go to a bowl game, maybe win a bowl game. I think people there, it's not the end of the road. He'd still have some, a lot of work to do, but if you, you know, if he goes five and seven or six and six, I just think at that point it becomes hard to really get any kind of traction. You can't plateau, man. You can't plateau. You're, you're on a trajectory. Maybe it's not this steep, but it's this steep, but you're on a trajectory. You can't flatline. You can't go five and seven, six and six again. Cause last year was a six and six team. If you're six and six again, Still scored under 30 points a game. Yeah, I, I agree with Jeff. I think maybe he doesn't get fired, but the seat is really, really hot. And you are right to look around the country and see other third-year, fourth-year coaches that have done better than your guy but don't, and wonder but, if you've got the right guy. But don't you think 7-5 and five still shows that trajectory? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, depending on how it looks, right, Ira? But yeah, Jeff. yeah, yeah, I think 7-5 yeah. and five shows – I mean, just numbers-wise it does. But, yeah, they could show – they could be 7-5 and five and show you enough to think they're still they're still chugging up eight, they're still going uphill. Eight, 8 and 4 or better certainly shows real progress, real traction. Okay, this thing's got a chance now. Yeah, I think I think if you're trying more. if you're trying to win over a recruit who's trying to get a feel for is this place upwardly mobile? I mean, I think 8 and 4, 9 and 3 has to be the kind of record that would get their attention. I'm not sure 7 and 5 does. I know what you're saying, Ira, and I don't disagree just pragmatically that that would be progress, but I don't know that that wins anybody over on who who's who's waffling. I think I think for recruiting purposes, he's got to have a year here where they get a win over a significant team that turns people's attention and like, okay, look at Florida State and that they show obvious sign 
Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah. definitely. That would be 100. percent That would be preferable. That's that what I'm sure to, they'd love yeah. to happen. But uh, and and I think from a recruiting standpoint, you're probably right to some degree with certain players. But I think from a from a fan base standpoint and a support standpoint, the boosters, people still supporting the program. I think it's seven and five. He's a likable guy. There's a lot of good things, and especially how the losses play out and who they're to. I think I don't think he'd have lost the fan base or lost the the program. Eight and four, though, you're right, would resonate in a much different way. Yeah, and and well, this is a fun conversation. Some of the headlines: ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho 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 horizons it took, bar and grill it took all the strength i had not to interrupt you turn off your mic and go home Do you like how i closed my eyes when i sang too? oh believe me that was the best part i didn't look at it thankfully it was unbelievable he looked like like algero or something <laughs> <laughs> it's like luther Vandross. well he was reference. making sure it was there i want to apologize to horizon sports bar and grill uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing man that's a great jingle from game. the restaurant itself uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right Northeast it is. Tallahassee off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just, it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now, let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's saying. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It, it just incredible. keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Let's keep it rolling here with the headliner questions. Uh, a couple of things. Spencer writes, what a week. Ira, could you please explain the pros and cons of not revealing a source on journalistic stories. I appreciate your integrity throughout this process, especially because you answered so many questions on the message boards yesterday. And for the three of you, what's it like being in a career field where your names and reputations are on the line while your customers can hide behind a screen and type whatever they want about you? I can't think of any other career where that happens. Well, Ira, I want you to answer his first part of this question in a second. I want to really quickly say, Spencer, that I think the three of us agree that the good of this job far outweighs the bad and none of us feel like martyrs in any way. I mean, it just comes with the territory, but there are so many benefits to what we do, what we get to do, what we're allowed to do. And also some of the perks of what we do are insane. And I kind of just look at it as that's the other side of it, that if you're going to get all the benefits that we get to go cover national championships, stand on the sideline, get to know amazing players and coaches and their families. And, you know, I've covered Super Bowls, World Series, Stanley Cup finals, national championships. There's no other job where I would get to do that and get paid pretty well to do it, I might add, and talk about sports on a daily basis. And you guys write about it on a daily basis. And now these days in the modern era on TV and everything else, I mean, this is an amazing job. So, I think in we all group, kind of just accept. Don't forget the groupie situation. The groupie situation is out of control. Like that's another perk that they don't talk. We we don't. I mean, look, Corey, I'm an open again, book. I'm again an open with book. the revealing everything about this, please, sir. I mean, it's crazy what it looks like outside the studio when we're done recording one of these on a Tuesday. It's <laughs> no, nuts. I mean, Ira, go ahead though. You can answer. Yeah, I mean, just like athletes, you know, will say that you know that they appreciate the cheering, but they don't get too carried away with it because you know if they mess up, they're going to hear the other side of our coaches. And it's the same thing with us. We can't 
we can't appreciate all the great things people say to us and in, in, in the support or if, you know, if Corey writes a column or if you have a great or Tom does a great montage or you have a great take or if I write something and then people tell us how great that is. You can't turn around and get mad when people get mad at you or, or, or rip you. So it's I mean, you can get you can be bothered by it. Um, the really the only people that bother me with this whole thing is like some of the opportunists who see it as a chance to kind of build their brand by taking shots at somebody else. That's like whatever, man. Just go do a good job, and you'll 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 succeed. But who is by who? By the way, what's the name of the person that asked the question? You saw uh, Spencer. Question, uh, Spencer. That question was okay. Spencer wrote that question. Yeah. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah, I was just curious if it was a name because he mentioned on the message boards. Um, you know, I the the whole the there's two issues. One is if somebody prov- if somebody shares information, we, we talk sources all the time. All three yeah. of us do. Anybody in this business does. And if you expose where you get information and they don't want you to expose that information, then they're not going to talk to you again. And really nobody else should talk to you again because you've, anytime there's been a hint of trouble, you've just exposed the person who shared some information with you, then they're not going to want to talk to you. And we have conversations every day. I might have in the course of a week, you know, you might have 10, 15, 20 conversations with different people. Some of them are consequential. Some of them are non-consequential, but you don't want people to always be wondering, Hey, if I, is I going to say what I said in this situation? So those conversations remain private. And uh, this was a case where I had information that uh, this was going to happen. And then things changed. It didn't happen, but I'm not mad at that person. And they didn't intend to mislead me. And they didn't mislead me. They what they told me was true at the time. It just, you know, circumstances change. So, uh, there, the, but the main reason is a big part of our job and not even to break stories, just to understand what's happening. If something happens like that night, I called a, a source who wasn't involved with me getting the original information. And, and I said, can you tell me what you're hearing or what you know? Because it sounds like the kid has denied that he, he's, he's coming to Florida state or he doesn't want to say it publicly. And so you're reaching out to other people to get more information. And a lot of it never appears anywhere, but you want people to feel comfortable talking to you. So that's why you, you can't do that. Well, the and, most and, famous source of all time was the, was the Watergate guy, Deep Throat, who ended up being, I think his name was Mark Felt. I can't quite remember his name. He, he, he said who he was right before he died, like a decade ago. Woodward never gave him up, ever. And that, right. was, that was 40 years. And he, he was, Hal Holbrook played him in the movie. And that guy was never even quoted in any of those Watergate stories. He was just deep background. That's why I got the name Deep Throat. You just used him to confirm things. Like, he was never quoted even as an anonymous source. He was just used as deep background. Now, obviously, Mims is a much bigger deal than Watergate, so you, you have to take that into account. Like, this, the similar similar type stories. But, yeah, you if you get in for and Ira does it a lot more than I do, but if you have a source, you also can, you can confirm it with other people. It never, you just for your own peace of mind that you know you're getting it right, you confirm it with multiple people, and those people can be deep background when they're not. You're just confirming it. You're not quoting anyone. Well, and also once you get that confirmation, and those are viewed as reliable sources, you're obligated to run with the story at that point. It, it, you, you mean I pretty much, and and I, I don't know if you agree with that, but like if if you're double sourcing, triple sourcing, and you've got um, reliable sources, and they've told you this, and you confirm that, then you kind of have to write that story, knowing that things don't always work out. Right. Uh, and the, exactly. And, and the thing, and I didn't say this yesterday when you brought it up and I thought about it afterwards, like, cause people would say, why the rush? The difference here, in my opinion, is what transfers is you don't know how that process is going to, is going to play out. You don't know how quickly, Corey, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to get my light to turn on more. Uh, sorry. Don't, <laughs> Hey man, don't let that affect you. Just because, your hands around. Just yeah. because I'm doing this. Don't let, 
Don't let that distract you, man. Get in but the anyway, zone. anyway, the, the the process with transfers is just totally different, and they could pop at any time. And there's not a, they're they're not doing press conferences, and they're not a lot of these commitments when you see high school players and people say, you know, yeah, you guys let every commitment just happen. They they do it on their own. Yeah, well, they're also kind of orchestrated. It's over time with transfers. It's a little bit different. So when I was told it was, a, you know, I was in the impression it was a done deal. So that's what I reported because anybody could have reported if I'm hearing about it and I've talked to a couple different people about it, then there's a decent chance other people are as well. So what am I waiting for? Am I waiting for, you know, somebody else to report it? I'm a, like, when, when would it be okay for me to report it? Cause I don't know if that kid is going to make the post on social media because it's a transfer and it just feels a little bit different. So anyway, that's why it happened in the way it did last time. It certainly will happen different in the future. I will not uh, handle it quite the same way in the future. Also, because it's a uh, it's a different deal anymore recruiting and and or transfer portal kids. It's just a different. <laughs> it's it's like we said the other day, man. Uh, I basically I think everybody, no matter where they work, are going to be thinking until I see that kid in a classroom. <laughs> just not gonna until yeah. he's enrolled officially and he's on campus. We're just not gonna say, hey Joel, thanks again, man. Uh, he he writes and weighs in again. Appreciate you guys helping feed my garnet and gold addiction. Your hard work goes a long way. Thanks, Joel, man. That. It's really nice of you, and thanks for contributing to what we do and, and helping us out. Oh, you're the that. man, buddy. Did I tell you guys that I saw him at Corner Pocket? You did. You know where, and, you know, uh, you know where, where I are do his wanna... kids' names, and where do they live? <laughs> Don't I worry about see, it. I want to see Joel at Horizons next time he's in town. We're gonna next time, Joel. Next time you're in town, reach out to Corey. Reach out to one of us, and uh, we need to meet you over at Horizons as well. Horizons Bar and Grill up on Bannerman on the northeast side of Tallahassee because uh, they've got great food. CB is not the only place that that. Uh, has great food and, and, and alcohol and uh, Horizons has supported us for mm. years in this location. And then previously when they were spirits. So by the way, at the, at the golf tournament, I had three different people come up to me and sing me the jingle and said, they love it. They laugh every time. And anytime one guy said that anytime his wife sees the sign for Horizons, she sings, uh, Jeff, you can sing it. She sings the jingle. Yeah. I so could. it's taken off, guys. It was a great, it was a great idea on my part. It's just, it's perfect. So I just want to let you guys stolen know. Except and we couldn't use it. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Don't be like that. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's get to it. Damn, Joel. Are we going to just stop the show today's show? Is called oh. Joel Davis. That is it. <laughs> JD Welcome in the to house. Joel Davis show. You are the best, Joel. <laughs> By the way, if you guys and Jeff's frozen again, it's fine. But if you're wondering, man, why is Joel giving all these jokers this money when there's rising spear out there? There's Seminole boosters. Trust me, he's taking care of that too. Like Joel, Joe, Joe D's, uh, Joel D's got a lot of money to go around apparently, and he's uh, he's taking care of a lot of Florida State things. He's he's a he's a big time donor uh, to the program. It's not just a war chant, but we all love him. Absolutely, we do. Bauer sauce. Seymour Hoffman writes, help. And that's it. Power <laughs> sauce. Power sauce. Good to hear from you, buddy. He's just in the echo chamber yeah. screaming in the distance. Yeah. Uh, Ryan writes, hello, Big Daddy J, Silver Fox, and Trace McGritty. <laughs> <laughs> so has Meat gone full Tom Berenger from Major League, beat the Gators, sweep the conference leader? What are the chances this team gets to host a regional? P.S. Ira, all the real fans stand by your reporting. There you go. That's nice. Yeah. Um, they could host a regional, right? I mean, they, they, I mean, they're in position to host a regional. I don't know what they're ranked right now, but they, you know, one more good weekend, they'll be in the top 15 or 16, I would think. 
Um, they're at Clemson this weekend, I think. So yeah, if they can, if they can win two out of three the rest of the way, they can definitely host a regional. And might host a super regional. That's a big win. That's a big sweep, man. Louisville was very good, and the team they're playing tomorrow, Georgia Southern, has an RPI of like seven. So that would be a big win if they can pull that off. It, it was. Uh, I have to admit, I I'm not surprised they beat Florida. You know, obviously, Meats had a very good record against both Florida and Miami in his brief time here as as the new head coach. Uh, I am I am shocked they swept Louisville. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that that series sweep is a big deal. You're right. Seminole headlines. 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. By the way, fellas, do you think that uh, Florida State's going to beat LSU in that game in New Orleans? I was just reading the chat here. People were talking about going to that game. I'm getting more and more excited about it. We're almost out of April. Once May hits, I know, Corey, for you, it could be two days before kickoff. You don't think football's arrived yet. But for a lot of us who are eagerly anticipating the season, once you get close to June, baby, it's time to get it on. Um, And so anyhow, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little early here, of course. But are you guys thinking that Florida State's in a good position for that game? I do. I think they got a legit shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would predict it, but yeah, man, they every there's so many things. If it was in Florida, I'd feel a lot better about it. Playing it in New Orleans, uh, you know, concerns me a little bit. This team going on the road, uh, you know, that big of a high profile of a game is is Jordan going to be able to handle it and all that? But but yeah, I mean, you're getting them in a great spot in this transition period with all the players they lost. I mean, there's no reason to think that they don't have a good shot at it. And there can be, I mean, I know it'll be a, a an LSU crowd, but it doesn't have to be 90% LSU fans. Right. Like Florida State fans can show up, and it's been a, a long time since Florida State was in New Orleans back when we were sick of going every year. That, that was a long time ago. So, um, yeah, get out there. Go watch Man, this I, game. It should be fun. When they made the uh, the Sugar Bowl in 2002 to go play Georgia, I mean, nobody wanted to go to that game. They're like, man, we go to New Orleans every year, and people are just so tired of going to New Orleans. And – uh it was years. legit like the fifth time in nine it's, years. It was like the fifth time in nine years they'd gone in New Orleans. So, yeah. Just take I, it for granted. Yeah, I was uh, one of the people who was not happy about going to New Orleans for that game and uh, did the pregame show with Eric Llewellyn and uh, ran into some people, and we were all frustrated because then that ended up being, of course, situation at quarterback that mm. was less than ideal and right. very frustrating. Uh, all right, let's get to more questions here. Sean writes, baseball team's back on track. How you three feeling? More likely hosting first week into the playoffs or on the road as a three seed like last year. What's more likely, Corey? Man, I, ask me after this weekend, man. Yeah, I want to see if it was. I want to see if this was a one off or if they've found something. If they go up to Clemson and win two out of three, Clemson's not very good this year. If you're going to go up there and win on the road a couple games, then I'm feeling good that they'll be hosting. Based on what we've seen so far, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. I'm going to say a three seed on the road, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, they certainly could could turn around and prove us wrong. I mean, you know, there's there's talent there. I do like the move of Montgomery to the Sunday starter. I think that's kind of been overdue, and uh, so that could definitely help as well because those Sunday games have just been a lost cause. From man, I'd like them. I'll be honest, I'd like him at closer. That yeah, that's, ridiculous. Ninety six with that breaking too. stuff. Like he was, that was tough, man. Those were two good hitters. He just carved up. He just dominated. You haven't had that this year. Him and Hare back to back would be pretty nasty. Burke writes, we could say from a general sense that we should be improved on offense, defense, and special teams. We gave up 27 points per game and scored 28. What would you consider a realistic goal for improvement in that stat? 
I wonder that maybe that's something I'll write about Ira too is like point differential and what where you have to be to be an eight win team when it comes to point differential. Um, because I would say 31 and 24. If you can get up to 31 points a game, so if you can raise yours by four and lower your defense by three, that should equate to at least two or three more wins, I would think. That's just me spitballing. I don't have any math to, behind it, but I feel like if you go up three or four points and lower what you give up by three or four points, that should equate to two or three extra wins. Who's with me? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, dude, the, the math part of it, I'm going to leave the math part of it to you, but yeah, I definitely... I think they're. I think they're. They're definitely going to be. I personally think they're definitely going to be better on the offensive side of the ball. Jeff, I think, is a little bit more on the fence on that. Hasn't been thrilled with the offensive line. Hasn't been no. thrilled with the additions at wide receiver. Is still not enamored by the quarterback. I think they're going to be better, but I, I know uh, Jeff might see it a little differently. I think the offense should be slightly better. I don't think it's going to, as I've liked to have point out, uh, appreciably better. I, I don't mm. see it. Um, I don't see a significant leap forward here based on the offensive line that we have coming in unless they make some changes and uh, and guys take a huge step forward that I didn't see in the spring. Man, if they had uh, just gotten the Mims kid. That, that could have helped, Corey. <laughs> On that topic, though, so if they get a, a quality starting offensive tackle, how mm-hmm. much does that change things for you? Because obviously that's on their, their agenda if they can do it. Yeah, and I really think that, you know, something that's been not overlooked because we talked about it at the time, but I, I think it's significant. And to what degree, we won't know because we barely saw him practice. But based on the accomplishments, losing Winston Wright to injury due to a car accident, we talk about being unlucky a lot of times. Good God, man. I don't want anybody to get into a car accident. But what are the chances the one proven guy in the Power Five that's had back-to-back good seasons in which he was productive uh, comes to your school and he's a plug-and-play guy in all likelihood and Gets, unfortunately gets into a car accident. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, I think they got to get another receiver. I don't, I don't think that they're well off there. Well, I'm a, but I think the thing is, you, this is where I get back to where I was talking about earlier with that margin for error, because, you know, if they did, if Winston Wright uh, was just like a, a piece on top of a really good group, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but you needed him to be a big time player in this group. And then you've got Micah Pittman and then same thing on the offensive line, like, Lloyd Willis is a guy that we were hoping for something this spring. He got banged up during the spring. He didn't even – didn't. I don't think he played in the spring game. He was out towards the end of the spring. So you didn't get to see the growth there. But, you're, you know, even if you get one player, you're still – the margin is so small. That's the yeah. problem with all these positions. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that they – yeah, well, we, we know that they're – that's the area that they're, they're, they're furthest away from, I think, seen a big jump I, I think they'll be better on special teams now that they've got people that can catch the damn ball uh catch a punt we well, proven guys that can catch a punt and okay good that's, that'll be good I they can't be worse than they were on special teams no. last year so I'm going to assume that's better I do think I'm like both of you guys I like this defense I mean I don't think that the you know they're a top 10 defense or anything like that but I think they're they're a good defense I think they have a chance to be a good defense so uh, I'm pretty excited about that I know they're improved at linebacker I think I think I think they know what they're doing in the secondary. Finally, so I feel pretty good about this defense. Sorry to interrupt you. I did look up the last eight games, like because we've talked about how much better they got kind of after that Louisville game. If you look at their points per game and yards per game, basically all the major stats from those last eight games, they would have been like a top 40, 42 defense. They yeah. finished, I think, sixty sixty five. So if you take out those first four games where they had some personnel changes and some other issues and you kind of take those out of the equation, that's how they played those last eight games when you're yeah. playing a lot of your conference opponents. So if you can make a jump from there, be in the top 40, that would be that would be good. 
Get you a receiver, get you a lineman. God forbid you fall into a tight end somewhere. That'd be nice, too. You need another uh, one of those on the roster. That'd be good. Uh, Here we go. Next question is, after we beat UM, Ira broke out the Don Julio. After this week, Ira, are you breaking out the absinthe? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you partake at all? Also, Ira, you didn't answer. So Kim doesn't know anything that happened in the last week. You, You keep her, you shield her from that? So, uh, yeah, no, she doesn't know anything about it. And I wouldn't, it's not like I wouldn't tell her. I just didn't want to tell her when the kids were here because I didn't want them looking at the mentions. But, yeah, no, I switched straight to grain alcohol the last couple of days. That's Smart. What, that's Smart. what I've been doing. Um, Steve writes, what the hell happened? This applies to the baseball team as much as the transfer portal. Thanks for all the good times and great broadcasts. Thank you, Steve. You're the man, Steve. Don't let anybody tell you different. Baseball team's uh, ticking up, apparently. Or it was a, it was just a good week and a mediocre year. We'll, we'll know more after week. this week. It was a great week. But they had one last year, remember? I think in one week last year, they beat the bejesus out of Florida, then went down to Miami and swept them like 33-3. to three. Yeah. yeah. And then that they ended fair. up being a three-seed on the road. So we don't know necessarily that one week makes a, makes a season, but it was a very needed week. But then also baseball being baseball, as we like to say, as yeah. a three seed on the road, they won and then turned around and nearly won again. They could, they were that. So th- yes, yeah. I don't know if you remember that play. The kid with a torn ACL hits a grounder to your shortstop, who yeah, hurls it out out of the stadium. We're bring that up, are we? We're gonna Sorry. we're gonna bring that up. Yeah, we'll come back, wrap it up in a moment. Some little headlines. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. You know, somebody posted on the chat when we were talking about the games next year and the LSU game in particular that I brought up, and I think they're right. They said, you know, winning the LSU game would be nice, creates momentum, all of that's exciting, but the game to win, if you're trying to avoid a catastrophe, is, is you got to go win the Louisville game. And I, I think that's accurate. I, I think that's true. You could lose a hard-fought game to LSU, no harm in that, especially in New Orleans. Um, 
you know, presumably if you look at recruiting the last few years, they've probably got better players. Uh, so if you lost, whatever, you know, 31-24, but went on the road and, and beat Louisville on a Friday night, Corey and I would be celebrating with beers at the Pearl Jam concert afterwards on right. Saturday. Good times. Are you going to that, by the way? Are you planning yeah, to course. go? Of course okay. I'm going, buddy. Let's All right. go. All right. You heard it, Ira. You believe um, him? So, <laughs> I and, think then it's I'll, happening. and then I'll see you in Nashville. Um, so, yeah. So, by the way, if they win that game, I think you'll feel like you're on track. And that would be a big deal. You just can't drop these games against middling teams that you frequently have lost well, to so far. I, I think you need to win one of the two. When one of the, sure. It doesn't matter which one, really. If you beat LSU and then lose at Louisville on a Friday night, people aren't going to be wanting to burn your house down. Not you. But if if you, you don't go one and two with your only win being Duquesne, that's not going to show – I mean, it's only a third of the season or a quarter of the season, yeah, this, but it's not going to show any progress if season, your only win is yeah. Duquesne. The season's not over. You know, it's not the end of the world. But it would be it would people would be in a dark place if, if you if you're midway through September and your only win is against du, Duquesne. Yeah, tantalizingly close to over, Ira. It would be pretty close to being over if you. Hey, start we thought that last year, and then they rallied back. They almost got to a bowl after that. Horrible, they rallied back to finish almost five and seven. To, almost got to a bowl. <laughs> saying, there were some yeah. good moments. There were some good moments last year. They almost could, got to a bowl. Could sniff yeah. a bowl game. Could sniff it. Could almost taste it. You could see it, and you're thinking, God, what's in my way? This Jacksonville State. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, it, man, you, win one of those games. It's not too much to ask us to no. go beat Louisville. No. Yeah. I think the or, Louisville. Or LSU, really, honestly. Like, LSU isn't, it's his first. If you're going to play LSU in the next five years, this is the time to get them. It's their season opener, new quarterback, new coach, a boatload of new players, because a lot of their good players are either hurt or have left, um, this is not the LSU it's going to be in 2024, almost certainly, because that guy can coach, and they're going to bring in a ton of really good players. Right now is the time to get them. You'll have a game under your belt. It doesn't get more advantageous than that, and it's not you're not in Baton Rouge. Like You should at least have, I would hope, 20,000, of the fans there, so it won't be necessarily a road game. It won't be a neutral game either, but it won't be a road game. Go win that game. That's not impossible. Louisville's quarterback is better than whoever LSU is running out there. It's weird. When I look at our schedule, when I look at Florida State's schedule, I, I kind of go back and forth between thinking, damn, man, this is for where Florida State's at right now. This is a really hard schedule, given the veteran quarterbacks, given yeah. where some of these games are played, given that you have LSU on the schedule. Uh, other days I look at it, and I'm like, come on, man, beat freaking Wake Forest and Louisville, all right? Are, are we showing any signs? I mean, just <laughs> – Right. I'm not asking a ton. I mean, come on. I do. Yeah. I pulled the Corey Clark. I'm like, can we beat Wake Forest and NC State and Louisville? Because if the answer is no to that, then what the hell are we talking about? Yeah. Hey, good point. Well said. Yeah, no, that's – I mean, that's where I am, especially the Wake, Wake Forest is a big one, a perfect example, um, because I, I do think, yeah, they had a great season last season. But and they also – quarterback's back. The quarterback's back, but they also lost some other players and – that that was when Florida State hadn't kind of stopped killing themselves. You know, sure. early last season, Florida State just would go into games and just give games away. They changed that in the last eight games. They played much better defensively. They settled in on Jordan as, as the quarter as the quarterback. I just feel like Florida State at home is going to beat that Wake Forest team. Boston College, they beat them up there. They're getting them at home this time. Uh, I mean, I just think there's a lot of games that yes, the quarterbacks. You know, there are some really good quarterbacks in this league, uh, but I you know I think Florida State's got a really good chance to to win eight games. I don't think that's unrealistic. I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen, 
Um, but I think that's more realistic than another five and seven or whatever yeah. people fear might happen. If you look at the last two months of last season, they were an eight win caliber yeah. team. Correct. That first month was a disaster and they were awful. They might've been the worst team in the power five, but those last two team, those last two months, if they can, if they just play like that, they're probably a seven or an eight win team at worst. Um, and they should be better. They really should be better. Even uh, losing Jermaine Johnson. I'd like yeah, to give think- a shout out before we sign off Jeff to the Facebook, to the Facebook questions. Again, Ira for a year now has just kind of, he's pushed y'all to the side. He's, he's rolled his eyes when Jeff goes to Facebook. He pushes Twitter all the time. And then weird, who was there? Who was there in Ira's crisis in his moment of need to give a nice soft questions? And he didn't have to elicit, he didn't have to go to the gutter of Twitter to get the, to elicit questions from those people. I just want you to remember that, Ira. Facebook was here first. And I and look, when you want a rational rational, reasonable person, you go to Facebook. We all know that. We've learned that over the last three years. So I'm just saying, you need to give Facebook its due, man. Facebook came through for you this week. You know, you know what it is, Corey? It's a, a more balanced, fair representation of one's life. Yes. Whatever's right. presented on Facebook is very similar to their reality as opposed to what you see on Twitter. Correct. Yeah, man. Correct. My, look, I, I appreciate the Facebook people. They're with They were with us from the beginning. They're my mm. people also. I just wanted the Twitter. You just you've never you've never embraced the Twitter people. I embraced the Facebook people from the beginning. You've never embraced our Twitter question askers. So I've had to kind of stand up for them. But well, but, you uh, didn't this yeah, week. You didn't no, this I week. Did. Weirdly, this, this week I just left them on their own. I, <laughs> I, I just uh, hey forgot to send that prompt this week. Well, right, I, I think it's week. important. I think it's important to point out that both Facebook and Twitter suck. That's, that's correct. We're, you're more of a Snapchat guy. You've been a Snapchat guy for a couple years now. I get it. For Iris Chaffel and Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thank you, Director Matthew. Thanks to all of you. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you again next time on Seminole Headlines. Take care.